Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for December the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful Restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Quick recap of yesterday's show. Dr. Scott Atlas has resigned, sick of fighting with Fauci. Sad tale to tell. Fauci should have been gone long ago. Nevertheless, the good guys get shut out. The bad guys take over. That's what we're seeing today in America. When the good guys do nothing, for the most part, nothing good happens, right? Well, that's, that's what it takes, I guess. The Founding Fathers said for evil to prosper, right? Arizona and Wisconsin certify their state. Presidential election results, in my opinion, you know, a lot of people believe that's a huge loss. I believe it just makes a lot of these state officials culpable. We'll keep an eye on that ball. Rand Paul points to four wild data dumps to put Biden ahead. You point to fraud, amen to that. WND.com with that story. Great on Rand Paul for highlighting that, for talking about the statistic anomalies and bringing up the truth. Uh, Hopefully Rand can get audience for honest, open discussions. Transparency is key to take down secret combinations, ladies and gentlemen. The recount process was paused on Sunday in Fulton County, Georgia. I guess they say after a newly purchased voting, Dominion Voting Systems mobile server crashed. So they brought in a bunch of Dominion folks to resolve the issue. Uh, Do you think they're going to be manipulating software? Sidney Powell uh, going to court trying to say, whoa, hold on, wait a minute. Pray that she's successful. I can tell you that. There's fraud everywhere. Every time we point to fraud, they laugh and mock at us, but then we dig in and start to prove fraud, and then they scramble and do something like this. Oh, golly, we had to stop voting on the night of the election because Trump was winning. Then we had to go ahead and magically put votes in, and then, well, now, whoa, we're going to get caught at it. Hold on. Our machine, I mean, our server crashed. Let's bring in the Dominion guys to fix it. Wow. The Atlantic, that's a magazine, I guess, gets ripped apart after publishing story on abortion. Uh, talking about babies with Down syndrome, they published a good story, got beat up for it. For once, they do something right. We ought to give them a little credit, huh? Drinking hot cocoa, they say, could make you smarter, especially if it's enriched with flavanols. And, uh, you know, I'm not really for enriched stuff, but hot chocolate better than coffee and Kirk Crosby's working on his own hot chocolate recipe. We'll keep an eye on that ball just for you. Hopefully, it'll be ready in time for Christmas, huh? All right, looks like Scott Bile, he's the actor from California. The guy wants to move to Utah and run against Mitt Romney for Senate. I think you got to do that. I think Mitt's weak. Of course, remember, Mitt has a lot of money. And since he's deceived a lot of people, he's got a lot of backings from the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, so... You know, Scott, you're going to have to put some cash into the race if you want to win, buddy. Nowadays, it costs big money to become a senator. I'll tell you that right now. Hour two, we had on Patrick Simmons, National Right to Work Foundation, righttowork.org, doing a phenomenal job. 
Uh, anyway, we talked a lot about what's going on behind the scenes. They're waiting for Joe Biden to take power, so they're holding off on a lot of cases. They act like they're backing off, but they're just slowing down cases, waiting for Joe Biden to take over and put a, a, um, a socialist in the Labor Relations Board positions. And then once that happens, they'll go on steroids crazy to push their agenda. We'll keep an eye on that ball just for you. A pastor of a church decides that his church needs to be a, an adult-friendly strip club. Yeah, temporarily. That way it can open during the cocoa, during the COVID. You know what I'm talking about? That's going on in California. Ooh, only in America where the morality is just melting down. you got to become a church strip club family-friendly style to become or stay open during the uh, pandemic, huh? The Senate hearing on HCQ. I guess they say nobody saw because lawmakers have no interest in saving American lives, they say. See, I think that's true. He said Democrat lawmakers, but I think it's the swamp. we got to pin the tail on the right donkey, folks. Representative-elect, her name is Kat or Kat Kamek. Only in America could I go from homelessness to Congress, and so now we got homeless folks running Congress for us. Newly elected GOP rep asks to carry gun on U.S. Capitol grounds. She's from Rifle, Colorado. Ohio customer leaves $3,000 tip for restaurant one day before closing, before closing down. That's a heroic, in my opinion, pay it forward effort there. Good work. You don't need to obey an illegal order. I guess um, Tory MP, I don't know what that means, but anyway, I guess they're standing up to cops. Who's Tory MP, Kurt? Well, the um, I think the MP is the uh, uh, member of parliament, and uh, Tory, I think, is the uh, uh, party or whatever there. And so this uh, member of parliament saw this uh, thing happening and told uh, the person they sh- they didn't need to stand. Uh, you don't need to agree with the unrighteous thing. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. We we need more of that in America. I'll tell you that right now. Just over the pond isn't enough. We need it everywhere, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. That's all I'm saying. All right, that was a recap of yesterday's broadcast full of hard-hitting news that I was refused to use. Without further ado, news starts now. Kurt, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. You're very welcome. We've got a bunch of interesting news. Panel votes 13 to 1, Kurt, to give vaccines to two groups first. I guess the CDC advisory panel or advisors say two groups should get the vaccines first, health care workers and folks in nursing homes, Kurt. Those are the ones that will be first in line to get the jab, so you might be spared for a little while, my friend. Well, that's nice, isn't it? What, nice that all the elderly people in the first-line health care workers get the vaccines? I don't think so. What happens no, if the I vaccine mean, goes bad? I'm spared. Oh, that you're spared. Well, I agree. Uh, I know. Kurt Sam, just wants to um, save his own skin. I, I get it. I understand. I don't blame you. Anyway. I'm just, just teasing. Uh, but look at this, though. The, the most vulnerable among us, the people in nursing homes mm-hmm. with other nine conditions, the elderly, they're the ones that are going to be yeah. experimented on first, along with those who are the front line. So, you know, what if those guys fall ill? What if we have a mass problem with those guys? Now we're going to have a situation where they're already stretched thin. They're already worked to the bone. They're already, and now they're going to be you know, vaccine compromised due to the experimental nature of the vaccine first, Kurt? You think that's mm. a smart move? 
Well, that's what the world says, or at least a lot of them. I know. Uh, I'm asking you. Know, you I, think I would way. say it sure be nice if the, uh, you know, all these therapeutics that they talk about, you know, like uh, the uh, Mike Lindell, the uh, um, uh, my guy pillow there, CEO. At the, yeah, my pillow, yeah, that helped uh, Ben Carson out lately. You know, with that. Remember that story with the. Uh, Oh, even the story said something like, uh, you know, it was this... Uh, yeah, the non-proven, non-traditional thing. or whatever. Yeah, and, you know how they doubt it, right? You know, an herb kind of thing. And, uh, you know, Ben Carson said it, you know, helped him out a lot, you know. Well, amen. So, you know. And I, so, I don't know. To sense. me, this is a bad idea. The problem is I don't know who I could put forward, forward first to take the experimental jab, Kurt. Uh, so, I, I, I can't even recommend a solution to this except to say... As you wisely point out, maybe we go a different direction than the vaccine altogether. Um, but I don't know which group I could recommend first. I mean, I wouldn't recommend the babies. I wouldn't recommend the elderly. I wouldn't recommend the health care workers or the frontline people there. Maybe that quote that we had with Richard Mack a couple of weeks ago where, hey, why don't we try it on politicians? If it works great, then, hey, we're safe from the cocoa. If it doesn't work great, we're safe from the politicians. <laughs> from the politicians. You know, what about an idea like that? I just, I don't really think it's very smart to experiment on our frontline health workers, Kurt. And I don't think it's very smart to experiment on those with a bunch of underlying conditions. Do you? I just think it's a foolish notion. Well, uh, at least what I hope is that it is um, optional instead of, you know, uh, required. Um, No, it's not. There are many of these um, frontline, it's, uh, well, anyway. Not for the health workers. It's not going to be optional, buddy. I'm telling you right now, I've got. Mm-hmm. close family members and people that I know in the healthcare industry, and they're already being told that they're going to be forced to take it. All right, a lot of I silence going on, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, so they, they're they're, not no, they're not pro-choice. Choice, they're, they're, they're pro-death. You know that. Mm-hmm. All right, the U.S. Justice Department has not found evidence of election fraud that could have turned the results of the 2020 presidential elections, Attorney General Bill Barr told the Associated Press on Tuesday, Kurt. So now Bill Barr saying no vote fraud. No comment on that one. Well, um, you know, at least in my opinion, if you look at Bill Barr's track record, I guess you could say it's better than Sessions. Um the previous um, attorney general, but it just seems like I I really don't remember anything he's really gotten done. Um, you know where he, you could you could look at the tra- president's track record and say, man, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's gotten completed, but I just don't hardly see anything from Bill Barr. Now I know um, at least he didn't uh, recuse himself like Sessions did before and just kind of was. <laughs> You know, like, hey, I'm out to lunch, but keep paying me. Uh, but, you know, I just don't see much from there, you know. Uh, have you? Uh, no, of course not. But I warned about Bill Barr, uh, you know, William Barr being an inside swamp monster forever when Trump, you know, put the guy in office. You know, why we put Jeff Sessions and Bill Barr, the two swamp monsters, as AGs? I don't even get that part. But hey, the, you know, the chickens are coming home to roost. Is that what they say? All right, hold on.
As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads, a divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. So I find it fascinating. You got two swamp monsters as attorney general during Trump's administration. Jeff Sessions, you could have predicted that going all kinds of wrong, right? Bill Barr, again, swamp monsters from inside government. You know, I had bigger hope for Jeff Sessions because he was the first senator, sitting senator that, you know, um, endorsed the president. But, you know, um, and I, I mean, at least as compared to the two, uh, I would have hoped for more from him but you know it like you say the proof is in the pudding yeah sad but true but here's what i find just i don't even understand how to relate to this kurt but you got tucker carlson saying there's no evidence sydney and mocking sydney and just being a complete jerk okay and then you've got bill barr literally doubling down saying there's no vote fraud that we can see but understand his words kind of carefully in this headline kurt u.s justice department has not found evidence of election fraud that could have turned the result of the election. So he's not saying there's not even fraud. He's just saying he doesn't believe it would have overturned the election, Kurt. Well, and, and he says the U.S. Justice Department has not found it. If they're not looking for it, they won't That's find good, it. Good point. Same That's time. a great point. And so look at this guy, though, just showing his true colors, in my opinion. Now, here's the problem. I got a, an email from WorldNet Daily just this morning. Here's what it says. Ready? WND.com does a great job. Listen to this. Trump lawsuit presents video of evidence Democrats votes for cash scheme. I guess they say Native American vote 
made difference in some battleground states. Kurt, are you caught up on what this all is? This is huge news. The Native American one? No, I don't remember that one. So I guess what happened is they had a cash for votes scheme going on on Native American reservations. All right. They offered T-shirts. They offered gas cards. They offered raffle tickets in exchange for voting. They got caught. There's video evidence of it. Trump is releasing it in court now via his team. See, Bill Barr, though, seems to be just somehow off in the weeds out in the back 40, completely ignorant, like Tucker. Tucker and, and, and Bill are off, you know, golfing or doing something nutty. But they're not even in the realm, Kurt. So, look, is there video evidence filed in court like WorldNet Daily says? All right? And I think the answer is clear. Yes. So, Tucker, you need to pay attention. Bill, you need to pay attention. The video clearly shows a volunteer for the Nevada, what do they call this thing, the Nevada... They call it the Nevada Native Vote Project, Kurt. And he's wearing a Biden mask and urging voters to cast a ballot for the Democratic ticket. Now, this is in the Nevada Independent newspaper, just so you know as well, Kurt. The lawsuit condemns that Biden got 40,000 more votes related to the scheme than Trump did in the state Biden won by about 33,000 votes, Kurt. So there you have it. Bill Barr's not even in the realm. Okay? Tucker Carlson, I don't know what he's doing with his news show, but he ain't even caught in on the news. Kurt, it's crazy. Now, there's also another article, Dominion Contractor Drops Bombshell at Michigan Hearing. There's news everywhere. About vote fraud, there's more evidence being filed in court daily. The truth, as I've said all along, and as you've said, Kurt, is on the side of Trump. There's a problem. When you got the whole swamp not willing to deal with the truth, can we overcome that? That's the part I just don't know. I pray the answer is so, but when I see Bob Barr literally going against the president saying, hey, there's not enough vote. Well, there's not really vote fraud here that would overturn the election, he says. Which means to me there's vote fraud everywhere, but he doesn't believe it'll overturn the election. Well, he's uh, Bob Barr and I kind of agree on this, Kurt. We agree for completely different reasons, though. He's saying that there's not enough vote fraud to matter. Don't worry about it. I'm saying there's plenty of vote fraud to matter, but both of us are saying it won't overturn the election. Not, and, and his reason would be that there's not enough vote fraud. My reasoning is because the system is so absolutely in-your-face corrupt now that I don't see where... Look, we need to fire the whole Justice Department, Kurt. They're not into justice. They're the ones in bed with the FBI uh, who lie about uh, Ammon Bundy and get caught in court lying and stuff. Okay, the Justice Department and the FBI... Now, the FBI says they want to see evidence of vote fraud, Kurt. They want to see the evidence. They're like Tucker. They're still not even to the point where they see any evidence yet, Kurt. The FBI is still trying to get their arms around the evidence that Sidney Powell's delivered. Did you see the uh, article from World Net Daily where it says, uh, treasonous enemies within three-star general pushes Trump to use emergency powers? Yeah. I'm not for using emergency powers. But I agree with this point. You know what? That's why I say this swamp is so deep full of treasonous enemies 
But look, when you let Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton run around, when you let Joe Biden run around the crime family that we've documented them to already be, Kurt, how do you expect that? You know, you're never going to get to the bottom of it when you let those criminals run around. They wield too much authority and power. They've got secret combinations above the people. And we're not really willing to call a halt to it. We're willing to talk about it at campaign time and chant lock them up and everything. But we're not really willing to take action. What about Barack Obama? Is his birth certificate a fraud? If so, toss him in the clink, Kurt. Okay, Barack Obama is the one that has a, uh, an illegitimate fraudulent birth certificate. Uh, where he's really from, I have no idea. But why are we going to let him do that? And then Obama is the one that spied on Trump, right? On Trump's candidacy or whatever you want to say, his campaign. Why are we letting Obama run around? But if you let Obama and Bill and, you know, Bill Clinton and Bill Barr and, um, you know, all the, Barack Obama and all these guys run around and you're surprised when they've got a secret combination above you to commit fraud and steal the rightful presidency of the United States, you're just not going to get to the bottom of it until people start going to prison, Kurt. Because the other guys. That's a that great are, point. The other guys that are the good guys won't stand up because they're like. Look, Bob Barr just betrayed the president. I mean, Bill Barr just betrayed the president, and he's my boss. So I'm not going to say anything. But see, if Bill Barr got tossed in the clink, and people were sent a clear message, you cannot, you know, act fraudulent, or you're going to, you know, the system will get you. We will try you and convict you. Okay, then I believe that there's a lot of good people that would stand up. But, Kurt, right now, they That's don't right. dare. Yeah, this one uh, three-star general, uh, basically, uh, he calls on the president to honor your oath of office to defeat the deep state coup. Uh, this article is by Leo Homan. He quotes uh, Lieutenant General Thomas McInerney. Um, he's a U.S. Air Force retired, said in a no-holds-barred interview that he doesn't believe the courts are likely to come through for President Trump. Despite massive amounts of evidence of widespread irregularities, uh, I would use the word fraud. Uh, but anyway, many judges appear either unable or unwilling to sort through allegations of rigged voting machines and dozens of affidavits. And that goes on, but then it says the general placed the burden squarely on President Trump to use the emergency powers at his disposal and put down what he described as a coup d'etat in progress. Now, let, said, me, uh, let me stop you there I for guess a second, this was Kurt, in and clarify. Yes, I think he's absolutely right on the point. The problem is Donald Trump had four years to clean this up and to deal with this. And, uh, you know, when you don't do it for four years and now you lose the election, even though it's not legitimate, you know, people are – if you were to use the uh, War Powers Act or Emergency Powers Act or whatever you call it at this point, then they're just going to say, see, this thug won't let go of power – the whole American people aren't educated enough on the truth of what's really going on. All you would do at that point is just create basically a civil war in America. Okay, so I, well, I don't... You already have that, pretty much? Uh, not to the level you'd see it. Okay. Right? I mean, it's not um, open warfare on your streets right now. You can sell honey peacefully, right? Let me right? give you one final little quote here and then go to the next one that I think is kind of connected. Um, but this one, he says, when you coordinate six to ten states using cyber warfare to change the outcome of the election in favor of whoever you want, these are treasonous acts. That's what he said in an interview with uh, Brandon House of World Worldview Weekend TV. Um, so the next article 
Now, hold on, before you go to the next article. So he's right on the point, Kurt. He's absolutely right. But, Kurt, they've been committing treasonous acts for a long time. And after you lose an election, at least as it appears, it's not the time to be able to stand up and say, oh, man, you know, we got to rein this evil in. Okay, four years ago, you were saying lock up these criminals. And I don't know a single one that got locked up. Right. So that's the problem that we're facing is that we've allowed these secret combinations to be above us. And now I'm not sure what you can do about it. If you're not very careful, we'll have an open civil war, not just a cyber or information war. It'll be open war on the streets like you haven't seen in America in your whole lifetime. Quick pause. Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Here's a question for you. Do you think 24 pallets of filled-in election ballots could change the results of the election in Pennsylvania? What if those ballots were shipped from New York State to Pennsylvania on election night? The truck driver has come forward under the Amistad Project's investigation. I know I saw ballots with return addresses filled out, loaded onto my trailer in New York and headed for Pennsylvania and wondered why I was driving complete ballots from New York to Pennsylvania. 100,000 ballots were missing and that only seven or eight were found at UMS. Based on my previous experience, I believe that to be a lie. Mainstream media and Attorney General William Barr still claim there's no evidence. NFL makeup game this afternoon, the Ravens at the Steelers, 3.40 p.m. Eastern on NBC. USA Radio News. We've all heard it. Eat healthy. But what does eating healthy mean? Sure, there are countless diets out there, but they contradict each other. Yet all experts agree we should eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. Whole fruits and vegetables are the perfect fuel to power the cells in your body, giving you the stamina you need to handle your day-to-day activities. And that's what Balance of Nature is. Whole fruits and vegetables delivered to you in a convenient capsule form for only 22 cents a serving. Our proprietary blend has no additives or fillers, just the full nutritional value of a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables. Balance of Nature provides you with a natural energy boost without a caffeine crash, a 3 o'clock slump, or an early bedtime. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-2468-751 and use discount code USA. Washington State's most populated county, King County, is establishing a new program to address its more than 7,000 court cases. The initiative includes using nonprofit community groups to decide the fate of offenders rather than a judge. The program will be available for first-time nonviolent criminals. This will allow alleged felons to bypass facing a judge and skip jail time. Tuesday, Republican Senator and law professor Ted Cruz of Texas urged the U.S. Supreme Court to hear an appeal of a case challenge in the election results in Pennsylvania, saying the matter raises serious legal issues. A whistleblower truck driver has testified he delivered 24 pallets of filled-in ballots from New York State to Pennsylvania on election night. Although Attorney General William Barr says there's no evidence, how many ballots are on 24 pallets? 
The Trump administration has invited vaccine manufacturers, drug distributors, and government officials to a COVID-19 vaccine summit next week at the White House. It's scheduled for December 8th and will be attended by the president and vice president, Mike Pence. USA Radio News. All right, back with you live. Kurt, next article you wanted to highlight. Well, this one, and I haven't found it anywhere else. I've only found it here and uh, heard it mentioned yesterday somewhere. I can't, I think it was on the uh, Rush Limbaugh program. Mark Stein was uh, filling in for it. The headline here reads, uh, The China Connection. Parent company of Dominion Voting Systems received $400 from Swiss Investment Bank 75% 75% owned by the Chinese government. I guess this happened on the 8th of October, which is, you know, not too far back. It says Staple Street Capital filed SEC Form D offerings and sales amount of $400 million from the sales compensation. Anyway, bottom line is this, uh, at least this is alleging that now the uh, Chinese government basically is, you know, Owners of the yeah, Dominion I'm going to play the swamp for a second, Kurt. So what? Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, who who cares about that? You know, what you, our most favored nation trading partner owns voting machine technology. That's no big deal, is it, Kurt? The thing that uh, I the reason I put this story with that other one from that um, general saying that the president has to view this as a coup d'état and a takeover uh, and a, or at least an attempted takeover of our government from treasonous enemies uh, both within and without is um, you know if you really put the whole Chinese connection there. Um, and uh, all the Chinese connections with Biden, et cetera, then, you know, you you could make a pretty good argument that he's... Oh, there's correct, no question. But it's only if you're willing to, you know, have the right people in place that'll take that argument and turn it into an arrest and turn it into accountability and a trial. And you know what? Take it to where you're going to say, hey, we're going to prosecute to the fullest extent of the law. See, I'm not pushing for any violence. In fact, I'm really trying to encourage backing away from war. And if we have President Trump put together a martial law plan right now of some kind uh, or whatever, I'm convinced that the, that the liberals, and they're just going to riot. The media will be in bed with them, and they'll just simply come unhinged, unglued. So I really want to back away from a war scenario. Uh, I agree we should have all along been taking China seriously. Why on earth would we have a communist nation that murders every baby above one, with rare exception, murders all the girls, you know, that's their general policy, right? Why would we take them and make our, um, them our most favored ma- nation trading partner in the first place? Okay, they've literally come from a backwoods, you know, country that, that can't, doesn't have any modern, you know, day reality. We've turned them into, with our trade deficit for billions and billions and billions of dollars for years and years and years, into the next world superpower, soon to rival and challenge and exceed ourselves. Okay, why have we done that kind of stuff? And now we're going, oh man, the Chinese have the voting technology? Well, duh, they have all the weapons and the voting technology, and we've paid for it all with our trade deficits, right? You know, so that's kind of the problem that we're facing is we've allowed this stuff to get above us. And I just don't think one man like the president of the United States right now, after an election where he got wronged, 
after 50 years of election fraud that we've allowed to just prosper. We've, we've uh, you know, meddled in the affairs of other nations and messed with their elections for decades as well. And now we're all mad when it happens to our guy or our president or us. See, it just doesn't work well to fight on the back end of that very well. It's going to be very, very tough. You know, he's pr- pretty much showed video evidence. You've got people testifying everywhere, saying there's just vote fraud everywhere, Kurt. But every yes, time the courts do. just go, don't care. Hate Donald, well, don't and care. This, uh, this three-star general uh, was very specific. This is further down in the World Net Daily or article. It says... Uh, in what he said Trump must do to put down the coup, he must invoke the executive order that Trump signed on September 12, 2018, a couple of years ago, uh, I guess two and a half almost, or no, just a little over two, uh, allowing the president to declare a state of emergency related to foreign intervention in U.S. elections. He has got to declare a national emergency. He should also use the Insurrection Act act because we have an insurrection right now in this country. When you look at Antifa and BLM plus other groups, he must suspend habeas corpus as President Lincoln did in 1861 and Franklin Roosevelt did in 1942 when World War II started. Uh, He said a silent coup is being perpetrated in plain view. It could turn violent, but so far it remains bloodless. Uh, The Chinese military doctrine of warfare includes six stages, the first five of which are focused on informational warfare tactics. If those asymmetrical tactics should fail, the sixth and final stage involves traditional kinetic warfare. Um, Yeah, so are you pushing for that, Kurt? Like the well, three-star general is, or I, three, whatever. You know, I believe, like you said, uh, we try to do all we could to uh, preserve liberty and freedom without bloodshed. Uh, but the thing is, Sam, we've seen that um, these groups are literally willing to um, do bloodshed. I mean, for example, with the killing of babies all these years and and then you have uh, what's recently gone on with the rioting and the uh, uh, looting, etc., and, uh, you know, out of control um, in our country. Um, I think we're at a different point now than we've really ever been, and I do agree that um, most of it is caused because we've just let one thing go after another, after another, and after another, and it's just continued, uh, but... This is where we find ourselves, and uh, I I do believe that the president, if he would follow, if he is going to follow this guy's advice, he's going to have to go. Okay, here's the reasons. Uh, not that anybody will be given those reasons. I I think that the swamp with being so deep with the AP and all yeah, the other yeah, we could give the reasons. Sources. If Trump wants to give me a call, we could put out the reasons, Kurt. Well, I think we all got the reasons with you know the. The stories we've already talked about, you know. Are, yeah, that's right. Are all the but go ahead and uh, grab the uh, email I just sent you. It's Matt Staver, one of the attorneys fighting for the truth on the election thing. And he says this. Shocking revelations of fraud in Arizona. And if you read the details of what Matt Staver points out, again, Matthew Staver and and um, Lynn Woods. Um. You know, these are some of the greatest attorneys. All right. Same with Sidney Powell. 
these are great, honorable people, and they're doing everything they can to peacefully have a redress of grievance in the courts. But listen to what Matt writes about this, Kurt. Do you have that handy? This is worth focusing on, this story from Matt. Yes, I do. Go ahead, sir. He says, as you said, it was uh, titled Shocking Revelations of Fraud in Arizona. Um, He said, quote, um, or I mean, this is a quote from uh, uh, Colonel Phil Waldron. He said, I think I need to go outside and throw up. Um, This is what someone who investigated and analyzed how easy it is to change election voting results, according to this uh, Colonel Phil Waldron, who is an Army veteran and an information warfare officer. Colonel Waldron went on to describe the to attendees of an Arizona legislature meeting that these fraud problems are not limited to Dominion machines, but the ES and S systems also can have votes changed by hackers and by operators. In explosive testimony, Waldron stated that there are about a dozen ways that voting results can be changed. These legislatures have the constitutional authority to investigate our election results. Even local officials and attorneys general do not have the authority that our Constitution places in our legislature. That is why it is absolutely critical to urge these swing state legislators to pause the election certification process and complete a full, in-depth investigation. It says, uh, Sam, one Republican poll observer, Anna Orth, I guess that's right, O-R-T-H, testified before the same Arizona state legislature and in an affidavit that she had been blocked from being in the room for verifying mail-in ballot signatures before being escorted out. She saw that there was only one person working alone, even though the law demands that each party have representation as well as poll so observers. So, Kurt, what you have is you have a person that was there who was a, um, you know, involved in the accounts and involved in the certifications who literally says, I saw fraud. I saw them violating the rules. I'll swear to it in an affidavit. Then you've got a colonel who his whole job is to deal with cyber warfare, saying, hey, these vote machines can be hacked. This is criminal. This is going on. And he swears out an affidavit. They both speak to the legislative body and say, you've got to stop your election counts here. You know what Arizona does? Certify. They dishonestly certify. This is where I basically say, hey, they don't care. And when I say they, you say, who's they? I don't know who they are. They are, I guess, all of us who elected these people in the first place who, see, we're at a critical crossroads. I don't deny that one bit, but we're not here by accident, and we're not here overnight. We're here because the American people are not engaged. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt 
and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Shocking revelations of vote fraud in Arizona. Matt Staver, attorney at law, well-known, standing up for liberty, bringing it to the attention of the American people. But as I said, the American people just aren't engaged. We didn't get to this crisis overnight, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, that's one thing you got to understand. It's been fine with the American people thus far. For the most part, the American people are fine with it, Kurt. As sad as well, for be. the most part, the American people are fine with, you know, pretty much anything just because they're not engaged. And, you know, it was that way in the founding era, you know. Yeah, uh, that's there right. There's just a few that did something about it. And I'm glad and, the few uh, are right now. We're working hard, folks. Yeah. Hopefully we pray we'll be successful. Join us, please. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, sir. Well, anyway, so Matt Staver continues. He says, uh, talking about this lady, Anna Orth, there in uh, Arizona. By the way, to me, Anna's a hero, Kurt. I agree. Uh, She's, um, you know, speaking up. And so she uh, testified before the legislature there in Arizona in an affidavit that she'd been blocked from being in the room for verifying mail-in ballot signatures before being escorted out. She saw that there was... Only one person working alone, even though the law demands that each party have representation as well as poll observers. Instead, she was given the impossible task to somehow observe 34 election workers simultaneously. In the five-hour shift that she was watching at Pima County, Arizona, where uh, Sheriff MacHale's from, by the way, on October 16th, there were 30,000 to 35,000 total early ballots processed. So this is like two weeks before the, you know, main election. About 2,000 of these ballots were sent to be corrected, where this poll observer was again blocked from entering a third room where error ballots were fixed. In this one situation, in this one county, it would take less than three days to change more ballots than the slim 10,500 vote difference between Biden and Trump votes in Arizona now. This court admissible evidence shows that not only were there illegal activities going on, but that these activities impacted more than enough ballots to fraudulently swing the election for Biden. Um, Then he goes on, he says, Dr. Shiva 
Ayadurai, um, I'm sure I said that right, gave testimony regarding the Maricopa County, Arizona curve of voting outcome. His computer tried 100,000 options to perfectly reproduce the voting totals, actually cast the only computer model that fit perfectly on on this graph was one that weighted all Democrat votes at 130% and Trump votes at 30, minus 30%. He said that it is highly improbable for any reasonable, honest way to get the voting results that happened in Arizona. Dr. Shiva also stated there is a weighted race feature in voting software going back to 2000, which allows a candidate's votes to be increased or decreased by a certain percentage. The fact that this even exists should be a huge red flag. There's no legitimate reason for this feature except to enable fraud. Well, of um, course, but again, we've allowed Matt it for can, the last 20 years, Kurt. We're fine with it. Good point. Arizona isn't the only place with serious problems. In Pennsylvania, the entire audience gasped when Colonel Waldron stated that he had found more than a half a million votes for Biden. That triggered concern for fraud because of how the data was reported in suspicious dumps in the early morning hours. In one place, there were 337,000 votes for Biden, all registered in 90 minutes, which is faster than the machine is physically capable of tabulating results, according to Colonel Waldron. Well, maybe the machine was just excited about the Biden win and was on (laughs) caffeine or, you know, something, you know, All combined in these suspicious ballot dumps, Joe Biden got 577,000 votes while President Trump got only 3,200. That's 200 votes for Biden per single vote for Trump in a state that up to that point had Trump ahead by hundreds of thousands of votes. And went for Trump last time. Yes, good point. We must demand that our swing state legislatures not certify these election results until the investigations are complete. Another now, let me give you an example analyst. to make this point, Kurt. If the legislature does certify against the people's will, and the people really don't like that, then if they turn out every bureaucrat that voted for it next election cycle, I might believe the people are engaged enough to make a difference. Okay, but at some point we've got to care, and at some point we've got to demand accountability. And what we can't do is just rely on executive orders from the President of the United States to declare martial law to fix the you know, problems in America. It's going to come down to the morality and the involvement of the American people. We have a republic if we can keep it. Okay, our government's only meant for a moral people. And America doesn't seem to be really outraged about the fraud. I think most people know there's fraud. Most people don't like it. Most people aren't comfortable with it. But what they'll do is they'll turn back on Fox and watch Tucker Carlson, who you know, basically says there's no evidence. They'll continue to allow, you know, whoever the attorney general is to perpetuate the lie. They'll continue to, okay, and guys like us will try to get the word out, but we're tiny. And we try to raise five bucks, and that's tough. And so, you know, as a result, it's, we're, until we do different things and I see different results, I will not be convinced that we care as a people. So when I say it doesn't matter, don't care, I'm talking about, look, the Arizona legislature doesn't care. They're either in on the crime or oblivious to it. I don't know which. But the people need to demand accountability from their legislative body if they certify the election results unwarranted. Okay? If there's enough vote fraud and we can prove it and we prove it and and the people know it's vote fraud, then they better demand a stop to it. And the way you do that is you recall bureaucrats who stood for it. You re-elect somebody else next cycle. You create accountability somewhere. And if you don't, then at some point they'll just get more and more and more power above you. 
right? Next election or 10 election cycles down the road, they'll be like, oh, of course we commit vote fraud. They'll just blatantly tell you so. We've been doing it for years. You know that. Back in 2020, you caught us at, uh, at, you know, at it. Back in 01, you guys found the election machines were bogus and full of bogus software to unfairly race weight the elections and everything like that. And now it's 2035. And of course we commit fraud. Why wouldn't we? See, it's this kind of uh, situation that we find ourselves in uh, that is the, the problem. And I think Franklin Graham highlights this quite well, Kurt. Go ahead and, and, and read this Franklin well, Graham piece you've got. So you don't it's want good. to finish the uh, one from Mike uh, Matt Staver. There's well, you one can. more, but Go ahead. with three more paragraphs yeah. here, but because uh, I think it's you know like you said it's pretty good all It's very good. He says another data analyst Matt Brainerd uh, testified that he found in just one county Maricopa uh, 5,700 votes that he believes with a high level of certainty were cast by people who are not legal residents of Arizona. There are 14 more counties in Arizona still to be yeah, analyzed. Hold on, Kurt. We've had the president of the United States years ago say, "Hey, you know what? We're we're all good with the illegal votes. Nobody cares about that." In fact, if you bring it up, you're a racist. We've allowed that to be the narrative, right? See, in my opinion, was that President Barack Obama? You want to hear the clip? Oh, that's right. Yeah, good point. You know, Obama literally said, "Hey," and the and the commentator with him, she's like, "Hey, you know, these people vote; they're citizens, right? They the, didn't, you know, the, where that makes them a citizen if they vote, right? Yeah, poof, yeah." He goes on, he says, up to this point... All right, here it is. Let's just play this clip, because I want people to understand. This is what we don't mind. They should have arrested the president on the spot after the interview, Kurt. Listen. Many of the millennials, dreamers, undocumented uh, citizens, and I call them citizens because they contribute to this country. Okay, so if you contribute to this country, you're a citizen now, Kurt. Got it? And the president of the United States just sits there. He doesn't correct her on the truth or on the legality. He doubles down and backs her and then encourages illegals to vote via the media. Listen up. Our fearful of voting so if i vote will immigration know where i live will they come for my family and deport us not true and the reason is first of all when you vote you are a citizen yourself and there is not a situation well when you vote you're a citizen you're a citizen if you contribute to this country got it the president's doubling down and backing this news babe saying we support illegal voting where the voting rolls somehow are transferred over and people start investigating, etc. The sanctity of the vote is strictly confidential. There you go. So, Kurt, in my opinion, the President of the United States should be arrested for that. He just literally said to the news group, we don't have any systems that will investigate that. It's not true. If you're a citizen, uh, you can vote. And if you uh, contribute to this country or if you vote, you're a citizen. See the logic? They don't care if illegals vote. That was a blatant encouragement for illegals to vote, Kurt, by the president of the United States. And we're fine with it. As a country, we're just like, oh. Now, no one played that except for guys like me and you. Right? But see, so the Amer- most of the American people don't even know that happened. But somebody needs to arrest the president for that, the former president of the United States. In addition to doing that, he then literally spies on the Trump campaign. No problem. Gets away with it. No big deal. No harm. No foul. Right? Okay, that's the stuff we're talking about. All right, go ahead with Matt Staver. But I just wanted to be clear. That's what we're allowing to happen. So a quick question for you. Um, Doesn't this almost, what you've just said, uh, almost give credence to what the retired three-star general 
is suggesting that the president should do. No, because that doesn't give the president extra power. Right? The president doesn't have authority to write executive orders, for example. The president, okay, it's the legislative bodies we need to depend on. There's checks and balances in our system. And if the Arizona well, legislature. But he, he identified the ones where that had been done in the past, in Lincoln's time. Oh, yeah. In, uh, in uh, uh, who and else? I don't, was I don't support Lincoln mentioned? for doing it either. Lincoln was wrong for doing it too, and we lost a ton of states' rights as a result. The country's never been the same. Uh, right? So look at it this way a little bit and say, hey, the state legislature of Arizona, if there's vote fraud, they need to clean up the vote fraud. You heard the, the other general say that, right? Or the colonel. Hey, we need the state legislative body to clean this up and to investigate this thing. And if they don't, then what? In my opinion, the people have an obligation to create accountability for those whom they've elected. See, the difference is in America, we've got these checks and balances. And the answer is not for someone to exert great power to be the savior. The answer is for the checks and balances. We need to insist on those checks and balances working. If the state of Arizona certifies fraudulent results, somebody at the state level who allowed that to happen with vote fraud needs to be accountable. And if the people aren't going to make their representatives accountable, see, the checks and balances have broken down. Right? And so, in my opinion, the checks and balances are what we need to rely on here for solutions. We don't need to rely on executive orders. We don't need to rely on martial law. We don't need to, you know, turn this country into a, a dictatorship of sorts. Even if they, you know, you might say, well, the cause is just, we have to now. Um, we need to basically go back to what worked and what protects our country. They didn't say when they said, what kind of a country do you have? They said, we have a republic and by executive order, you shall keep it. They said, no, you have a republic if you can keep it. And that means the people have got to be involved and engaged and educated. And they've got to demand accountability all up and down the line. Right? And if we don't do that, there's not a single man, even Trump, if he declares martial law today, that can fix it. Eventually, there will be a vacuum, and eventually it will be filled by somebody else. Then what will they do with those powers that he set precedent for? So we need to be very careful to return to the checks and balances. That's just my opinion. Kurt, you're, you get the last word. Very good, Sam. Thank you. All right. I'm gathering that you're for the general's proposal, though. You haven't said so outright, but you seem to be advocating for it. Do you think that's the answer? Well, I think you've got to exhaust all these other areas uh, first. But if you find yourself where you literally have a Chinese takeover of your government, um, I think you've pretty much got to act. There's no question about that. Are we to that point, I guess, is the real question. It's a fair, open, honest question as well. God save the republic, that's all I can say. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for December the second, in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty. This is hour two of two. 
And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Kirk Crosby's with me, as you know. And our premier guest today, Eric Mutsos, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, if you don't know who he is across the country and around the world, uh, he's the cop that didn't want to go along with the gay and lesbian agenda promoted in Salt Lake City. And uh, that's where I first learned about his valiant stand, doing a phenomenal job since then. He's been involved in so many things, it's hard to put your finger on it all. He's a great business leader, putting together business conferences and business events. Uh, he's been involved in filmmaking and broadcasting, and man, he's just getting started. Eric, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Uh, thanks so much for having me, Sam. Have I done the intro justice? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I when I, when you talk about all these things, I I sometimes think like, how do I get myself into these things? Uh, answer, sir, because you have a conscience, and liberty matters. That's why. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to be on. I've I've heard you. Oh, I've I've actually met Kurt a, a long time ago, um, and so yeah, I'm glad to I'm glad to talk to you guys. All right, there's so much to discuss, so little time. So there's a a, a place in Utah uh, called Liberty Hall, and Liberty Hall is up uh, near Ogden there, and uh, Liberty Hall is going to be having a premiere showing on this Saturday night, so the fifth. As far as I understand, there's going to be two showings of the non-essential film. Uh, Eric, tell us first off how you uh, got involved in the film. Tell or, you know, tell us about the film. Well, we had our first. We did our first rally. I, I've never done anything like this, by the way. Um, we we had our first rally because I was protesting the snitch line that Salt Lake City put up for um, all of the. You know, you call the police if if you're not social distancing. So a bunch of my friends that still work at the police department in Salt Lake city, they called me and I was just livid. And so I called the snitch line on myself and I just said, Hey, there's going to be a cop coming to do a big protest. And they said, well, he can't do that. And I said, well, he's going to, and it's going to be on Saturday. And then uh, two to 3000 people showed up on that. And that was in April. We were, we did the first protest on the lockdowns uh, back in April. And then that's where the Utah Business Revival was born, um, because then every every event that we had, I just said, "Hey, we're going to shop uh, for you know local businesses, purchase food," and then and then the idea grew into having kind of like a a big kind of like a fair, almost like a, a home show outside. So we, then we had another one where sixty five businesses showed up in Vineyard. We had five thousand people, uh, five or six food trucks, twenty two elected officials showed up. And then someone came with a, a a sign, or excuse me, someone came with their book of business that they did like stages, you know, like a concert stage. And I said, we're going to have a concert. And so, you know, I used to sing country music before I was a cop. And, and so I knew Colin Ray, the country singer. So we did the first American concert since COVID down in Iron County. So the film is about all of this and about how the government kept trying to shut us down with the concert, but we finally got it off the third time. And when you say pretty... you got it off the third time, you tried to have certain venues that shut you down. And so you had to move venues, right? That's right. Yeah. We like the city of Kaysville, the city council turned on the mayor. They wanted to like, you know, kick her out of office. Um, then we went to Grantsville and the county commissioner there threw a huge fit that we were going to 
kill people. But on the same day, they had a big, you know, racing event at their venue. And so the whole thing's just about the hypocrisy of Utah government, but it's also going to hopefully bring hope to people in America that we we are the ones that have to be we're we're the ones that have to be the answer to this. Amen. Um, because, and, and to typify the point you're making is in California, you know, bars and strip clubs can stay open, but churches are shut down. I don't know if you know about this headline, but there's a pastor who decided he's going to turn his church into a temporary family friendly strip club. I don't know if you've seen this. And uh, what he's going to do is he gets up at the pulpit and he takes off his coat and then he takes off his tie and he says, I got to strip down for this to tell the tale about the Lord, you know, but it's family friendly. So it's not really a strip club, but he just says, hey, that way I can stay open. See, and that just kind of uh, typifies your point, right? Yeah. And the devil, the devil's just laughing at all of this. People don't understand that this is a spiritual war. Um, If you believe, if you really do believe in God and scripture and prophecy, this is it. And people that are just sit, sitting by, knowing deep down that there's something wrong, um, there's going to be accountability that you're going to have to answer to, in my, in my belief. And, and I'm not saying that as someone who thinks they're better. I'm, I've got a lot of things to answer to in my life, too, Sam. Um, I'm a sinner. But right now is the time to stand up. It's the time to use your voice, whatever field you're in, whether you're... I just got done talking to a nurse who... They they didn't want her, and this is in the film actually. Um, she's in the she's in the documentary, but they're they're not allowing um, perfectly good organs to be uh, used for people that are dying because of COVID nineteen. So you can get a you can get an organ for AIDS, you can get an organ for hepatitis, but you can't get an organ for coronavirus. And she's literally watching people die, and so she spoke out on the documentary. She was a nurse from Utah, uh, but they didn't want her to tell that. And so there you have are, it. And so this same thing's true. You're saying, hey, they didn't want you to have your patriotic concert, but yet they can have other events that are that are big. You can, you can't meet is, to go ahead and be peaceful and and discuss the problems we're facing. But yet, if you want to riot, by all means, right? The, the, and that's why that's the scripture prophecy that talks about the good is evil and evil is good. This is where we're living. Everything is, you know, uh, Thanksgiving. You know, you you're scaring everybody to have more than ten people, but then on Black Friday the stores are jam-packed and so i'm telling you the devil laughs at all of this and so the only way to fight evil is with good and the only way to fight darkness is with light and so we're continuing to gather we we gathered during that two-week thing where herbert you know was trying to scare everybody we had a big showing at a at a theater where we packed two different theaters back to back um because we're we you have to fight you have to push back against these guys so you can go to nonessentialfilm.com nonessentialfilm.com and you can help uh, donate if you want you can watch the trailers we have two trailers on there um, and because we're doing all of this you know the guy that I found <laughs> so so to answer your question <laughs> how did you get this film going the, the on our first rally um, Steve, the, the guy that helped me do it, I met him at our first rally. He was just filming for fun. And I saw one of his videos. I'm like, man, we got to connect. And then he had the idea to do a documentary. I said, let's do it. So then he just, him and his wife came to every event. We had like close to 10 events this, this the whole year of 2020, um, probably eight different business revivals. And in each one of them, there were thousands of people that came to help these small businesses that are dying. And so that's that's what I've been doing for 2020. 
All right, so let's talk about it a little bit. Liberty Hall, Saturday night, two film showings. What are the times? Uh, 6 p.m. and then 7.30. So we'll do a – the film is about an hour long. It's free, so anyone listening can come for free. Um, all of our events are free. Um, and then and then uh, after each film, we're going to do a question and answer. Q&A, ladies and gentlemen, with Eric Mutzos. Uh, understanding the non-essentials. So let's talk about the name for a second, because I think it really is, there's an educational lesson uh, in the name, Eric. Yeah, so so Steve came up with the name, which was brilliant in my opinion, because he had, you know, references to 1930 Germany. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to do that. And the more and more and more I thought about it, absolutely. It, this is exactly like 1930 Germany. Now people, now I'm not saying that, you know, her Herbert and all these governors are, are Hitler. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that the principles of silence and conformity are the same. And when you're dealing with globalist, agenda-driven, evil people that, that want to crush the Constitution and the U.S. economy, there is no difference because they would do the same thing. Do you, you really think that a party that kills millions of babies per year wouldn't do something like that to a regular human being? Um I mean, we've had almost 40 million abortions uh, worldwide in 2020. They don't value life. So so that's how non-essential came about, because that's what they did in 1930. They would choose who's essential. And it's crazy. They're using the same wording. They're using the same wordings as the as uh, the Nazis did, essential and non-essential. Still. Yes, you know? they are, and they're not only using it, but they're using it in businesses, too, or your ability to <clears throat> support your family. What they want to do is break the rice bowl, if you will, of those who uh, don't go along with their agenda. And so, um, you know, you work in probably a non-essential job there, uh, Eric, or I work in a non-essential job, you know, or whatever. And they're trying to basically uh, play games with that, and I think that everybody's living is essential. Well, uh, Unless you're going to depend on the, the government, playbook. right? Well, think about the, the devil's playbook, and, and it started with the pandemic before most people, and that's part of the documentary. Um, I think it was 1918. There was, a, there was this kind of wannabe pandemic back then, and then it just slowly turned into this. If people don't realize that the, the Nazis went after the Jews, not, not just because of their religion. Everyone thinks it was because of their religion, but it wasn't. It was because the Jews were successful business owners. Um, they were entrepreneurs of their time. Yeah, because you can't take down society without taking down the prosperity and stability of that society. And right. sadly, finance is at the crossroads of that reality check. Eric Mutsos with us, ladies and gentlemen. Nonessentialfilm.com. Eric Mutsos.com. It's not a, yep, non yep, thank you. Nonessentialfilm.com, Eric Mutsos.com. Quick pause, folks. Hang tight, Eric. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win they lose nothing less big q little q the calm before the storm 
by a friend of Mejigoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q, the calm before the storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Mutsos with us. EricMutsos.com, one website. The other website, Non-Essential Film, with an S, NonEssentialFilms.com. Did I not get that right, Eric? I, I might have butchered Yeah, that. no, it's just film. It's just F-I-L-M. Okay, so no film. S is the point, right? Yeah, Non-Essential right. Film. You can watch the trailers of, of the documentary, but he did, he did such a good job. I'm really, really uh, proud of how he put it all together because he i mean he's kind of doing what i'm doing is just putting it all on the line right now and and yeah who's he again let's talk about him for a second oh steve Sorensen. so steve uh, Sorensen is the main filmmaker here right yeah that's right and he's i mean he he mainly he's really good with like web and he, he puts together commercials for for uh companies he's really talented that way but he just had this really strong prompting to do a documentary and he has done a fantastic job so uh, he keeps updating it. You know, we put in, I guess, from speaking out, you know, I get a lot of information from people that in the state of Utah that I'm, I feel kind of fortunate with the information, so I have to vet it. But this video that came in of Governor Herbert, it spoke for itself. Um, he's After he shamed everybody in Utah County about not wearing a mask and about how we're going to kill people and grandma, uh, he shows up to a party and gets on stage in Utah County with all, it's a big donor party back in, uh, I think, first part of October. And he doesn't have a mask on for about 30 minutes. He's, we, we have him on video wiping his nose, shaking hands, hugging people for about 30 minutes. And the mainstream media went quiet on it. Um, I did a post on Instagram, and it got 170,000 views. And um, finally, a news station picked it up, but the way they spun it was that Herbert, you know, he explains himself, you know, and he, and he says, Oh, I got rushed. I was on stage. I just wanted to speak for a second and I got rushed. And you can see him on the stage, like looking for people to talk to because nobody's giving him attention. And so, so he's not telling the truth. And so we show that in the film. Uh, we also show how our, our Facebook group got shut down, uh, by, uh, facebook no no reason why they didn't even give us a 
um, a reason. And so I contacted my old representative, Kim Coleman, who I love. Uh, she's, she's, she's awesome. I really wish that she would not stop in politics because she's got a really good track record on, um, not, not voting for government to grow. But anyway, she contacted Mike, Mike Lee. Well, Mike Lee just happened to be grilling, uh, Jack Dorsey and, uh, Zuckerberg that week for all of the, you know, social media censoring. Well, he called, Mike Lee called Zuckerberg personally on his cell phone and said, Hey, what about the Utah business revival? <laughs> and so Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, uh, personally restored our group. <laughs> and so that's in the film too. Um, it just goes to show when good people work hard, wonderful things happen, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And, and I think what's happening is you're seeing people like Mike Lee, like, really really realizing the 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 weight of his calling and and you know i'm proud of him for for at least going to zuckerberg and standing up for us even though there's thousands of facebook groups that are getting taken down probably daily um anyway so it was just really good so that's part of the film and then uh, obviously the concert we have some really really good footage of the concert um um, and I'm going to gonna bring up an interesting thing, too. You say Colin Ray did the concert, right? Yeah. Tremendous concert. Willing to stand up as a patriot. There's two, believe it or not, rockers starting to push back pretty hard, too. I don't know if you saw the story. Uh, but it looks like uh, Eric Clapton is going to be uh, performing a, a song that really rejects the lockdowns. Uh, I find that kind of interesting. Yeah, I love it. Well, that's what has to happen. I was telling my wife. She's like, well, when everything goes back to normal, I'm like, sweetie. It ain't going back to normal. I said all of these events are going to have to be pushback protest events um, because once they take their foot, I mean, this is a globalist agenda. And once they get a foothold, they're not going anywhere. People don't realize that. Like insurance companies aren't going to give. That's another thing people don't realize. All these big events, the reason why you're not seeing movies being made is because insurance companies won't insure the the production of any of this stuff. And so you have to get insurance for a concert over, you know, 500 people. There's no insurance in the country that will do it. So I, I had to take the liability for the concert. Wow. So ladies and, and so, gentlemen, just so you know, it's Eric Clapton and uh, Van Morrison, the two people that are putting together. Uh, uh, we should get a hold of them. We need we to. You're right. We, we need to do that and have another concert. But here's the point. They're, they're releasing it uh, on the 4th. Their single's coming out about it, and they're both pushing back. They're taking a bunch of flack, and here's what they say. You know what? We either do this or the industry for music and, and live performances is completely done. So we yeah. need to do this to preserve our industry and our ability to, to, to uh, you know make a living. And they're just blatantly yeah. saying it's that simple of a discussion for us. We're not even interested yeah. in the politics of it, they say, but we are interested in making sure that we have a future. Well, I, I totally agree, and and if you can help me get a hold of those guys, send them an email. Because uh, I I've can got, try. I don't know them personally, so it's going to be hard, but we could certainly try. Well, I've got a venue in Iron County, and that, this is why elections matter. Iron County in southern Utah, you got a you got a county commissioner named Paul Cousins, who is probably the greatest patriot in a position that he's in. He's been fighting the entire time. He's been fighting back against Herbert and Cox, very, very vocal. Um, he's the one that gave us our permit 
That way, guys you like got, me can say, I got a cousin in Iron County, right? Well, you got a sheriff down there, uh, Ken Carpenter, who under he's a constitutional sheriff. As soon as Herbert tried this crap, you know, trying to threaten people with $10,000, he immediately put out a press release saying, we're not, we're not enforcing any of this. And so that's why elections matter. And that's why we should have constitutional sheriffs versus a, a, a city puppet chief um, because most chiefs are just puppets to the political mayor, and that's why I don't I don't believe that that's how um, law enforcement should be with city city police departments. I You're just right about I mean, that. I, Amen. Hey, are you part of a, a Richard Max Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association? Um, no, but I've heard of I've heard and watched I've watched his stuff, but I'm not a part of it. All right, well, we got to make that happen or whatever, and work on that too. Uh, but let's <laughs> let's work on this concert. See what we can do to uh, you know affect change there. It's important. The main thing going on though is this Saturday this <clears throat> this two uh, episode showing, and the reason we're having two showings is because what the place only holds like hundred and eighty people or something, Eric. Yeah, just in case. I mean, I I the reason why we're doing two is because last time we had two theaters full, and that was in southern Utah. So we're just taking we're just making sure. Um, uh, who knows? Who knows who will show up? Sometimes a lot of people. Sometimes only fifty people. So um, we're ultimately we're going to have it online for people to access. But it's just so much better right now to gather. I'm so convinced that God wants us gathering, and He wants us together. You know that we did a spiritual revival. I had the idea to do a spiritual revival in the summer, where once once they closed churches and KSL. You know, they came out with an article said that the, the government's going to allow you to go to church, but you must social distance. But what they don't understand is that they don't have the authority. They, they don't have the authority to allow anyone to go to church at any time. And people don't understand their rights, including church leaders all over the world. They don't understand their rights and they're not pushing back. And it's, it's really sad to watch because that's what the scriptures are full of. The scriptures are full of radical overstepping governments crushing religious freedom and we're just watching it happen and, and it sadly we sadly we are and same thing with the elections right now you know there's fraud in the elections all over the place uh, and people have allowed that to happen what i've kind of articulated to everybody is look this just didn't happen overnight folks we've allowed this to go on uh, for quite some time in fact you're doing interviews now video interviews and stuff like that you did an interview on your website Eric Mutzos.com. Yeah, I, I want you to come on, Sam, if that's okay. All right, we'll do it, of course. Explosive Dominion Evidence is the title of this one, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's everywhere. The whole thing, 2020 is, is a lie after a lie after a lie, from coronavirus to the race wars. When I was in law enforcement, Sam, I never, ever heard a racial slur in seven years from any police officer out of like 600 cops, not one. That's because the rank-and-file Americans aren't racist. We don't care. Good people are our friends. Bad people are not. It's that simple, right? It is. And and so it's just another lie that they tell that trying to bash America. And it's like uh, when I was, you know, I'm a white guy from Utah. and, And when I was 10 years old, I had Michael Jordan hanging on my wall. Why? Because he was a great basketball player, and young kids like heroes like great basketball players. That's why, ladies and gentlemen. 
All right. Liberty Hall in Far West this Saturday night, the 5th of December. Two showings. You can type in uh, Liberty Hall venue. Liberty Hall venue. Two showings, 6 and 7.30 p.m. They're free. Quick pause, and we're back. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. 100,000 ballots went missing from Wisconsin voter rolls on election night. A semi-rig with 24 pallets of pre-filled in ballots went from New York State to Pennsylvania on election night. With these kinds of allegations of voter fraud, the mere numbers could easily overturn the election. The day after the election, the Postal Service uh, supervisor asked me if I'd forgotten ballots the night before. I didn't have any. 100,000 ballots were supposedly missing in the state of Wisconsin. I can tell you I took 24 pallets from Bethpage, New York, to Lancaster. Addresses on them. But if we don't pick the people that are making the decisions on our behalf, then we have a rogue government doing whatever they want to do. Mainstream media and William Barr, the Attorney General of the United States, claim that they have no evidence of voter fraud. Thanks for listening. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on balance of nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I would have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give Balance of Nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time, and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50, and, you know, your body starts wearing down. But Balance of Nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Petitioners in Pennsylvania are asking the Supreme Court to hear their complaints. USA Radio News' Dan Araki tells us more. Representative Mike Kelly of Pennsylvania is leading a group of petitioners asking the Supreme Court to nullify the certification of the election in his state. Kelly is asking for an emergency order that would revoke last week's certification of former Vice President Joe Biden's win. He also filed with the court to hear an appeal of his lawsuit regarding the constitutionality of Pennsylvania's no-excuse absentee voting. His suit, which was denied by the state Supreme Court, said that the Pennsylvania legislature violated the state's constitution when they changed mail-in voting rules. Texas Senator Ted Cruz has thrown his support behind Kelly's petition. In a statement Tuesday night, Cruz said that the group's suit raised serious legal issues and needed to be heard in an expedited manner. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. Cyber Monday was a big deal in America. Spending was up 15% this year, with an estimated $10.8 billion spent in the U.S. USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Mutzos with us. We're talking about the event going on Saturday night, the 5th. Type in Liberty Hall Venue, Utah, and you'll find it. But they're going to have two showings of the incredible film, Non-Essential. Nonessentialfilm.com to learn more. But uh, 6 o'clock Saturday night, 7.30 Saturday night, two different showings. 
uh, will be happening at Liberty Hall in Far West, Utah. So not only did uh, Eric do some uh, great work on explosive Dominion evidence, but you also had a chance to speak with new U.S. Congressman-elect Burgess Owens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bert, yeah, he's been. He went to probably four or five of our rallies throughout throughout the summer. Um, you know, kind of in protest with us. So I I, I got to know uh, Burgess, and I'm 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 really really glad that all the Dominion stuff started coming out because it's my belief that if that didn't come out, Bur- Burgess would have they would have stolen it from him as well. Salt Lake County has needs to be investigated in my opinion they've had uh, i don't believe their election system i don't believe you know why did why did spencer cox come so quickly out on uh the presidential election saying that everything's fine why did he come out on cnn um little old spencer cox saying how there's nothing wrong with the election um from utah you really well so did really Mitt Romney did the same thing right yeah, you guys really know. You guys really know from from your hiding out in your farm in in the middle of Utah that nothing went on in Michigan or Pennsylvania or Wisconsin. You know that, Spencer. Well, and how do it you makes, even know about Utah though? Unless you were on the ground in all these venues, you wouldn't even know anyway. There's not been time to investigate. That, that's what I'm saying. And so you've got a man that I'm just. What I'm trying to say is that I believe in my heart that the corruption runs deep in the state of Utah, and they will do anything to win these seats. Um, just because these guys wear, you know, white shirt and ties means absolutely nothing when it comes to politics. I mean, the, the same men in scriptures, you know, the high priests in scriptures, they were the worst of all. Yeah, the Sadducees and Pharisees of the Savior's Day, if you will. Yeah, well, plus in the Book of Mormon, you know, it's the, it's the high priests. The high priests were the ones that were, you know, killing Abinadi. These guys are the ones that thought they were the, had the, you know, the spirit with them when they were the most wicked. And and you can see um, the same patterns going on. And so the, the I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that Bur- Burgess, I'm really glad all the Dominion stuff c- came out because I think they were like, oh, crap. So let me explain kind of how this went down. The Burgess was a, was a big battle. It was close, right? And the point you're making is, hey, you know what? They had that ready to kind of um, manipulate, but yet when so much scrutiny came to bear, uh, they decided they better maybe not manipulate that and pull out a win because otherwise they'd be in focus. And they may have Absolutely. just said, hey, let's lose this one because we don't want to drag the whole thing out before everybody to see, right? Absolutely. That's that's my that's the way that I think. I have no evidence of that. But if I were to bet the my fake farm, like Spencer Cox has a fake farm, um, I would I would bet it on there because because the, the numbers were way, way, way too close. And usually, when they're close in Salt Lake County, they always go towards the Democrat. And so, I always, I, I want to look back all the way to Jonathan Johnson race with uh, with Herbert. I want to look at the the district attorney's race with Sim Gill and Nathan Evershed. I want to look at the uh, Jenny Wilson and uh, Trent Staggs race just barely for mayor. Um, I don't believe any of it, and and so that's why we the people have to get engaged at a whole nother level. Like we've got to take our country back. And, and I think one of the problems is Sam is that we, including myself, and I don't want to say we as in you, cause I know you and Kurt have been fighting for a long time. Yeah. We've been fighting for a long time, but you're talking societally too, right? 
Uh-oh, we lost Eric. You, oh, there you go. Oh, go can ahead. you hear me? Repeat yourself. Can we you lost you for a second. Go ahead. We can hear you now. Well, you've got, you know, church members all around the country thinking that they're good people because they're wearing a mask. But then when, you know, their church leaders ask them to go to a caucus meeting, well, why didn't they do that? You know, nine out of ten members didn't do that. But that was a direct letter from, you know, church leaders. Go to your caucus meeting. Nah. You know, because they were warning, hey, if you don't do this, this is what you're going to get. And so now the churches are being abused by government. And it's really sad because of us. We're the ones that allowed this to happen. Yes, I agree. That's completely true. And that's what I meant about election fraud. It didn't happen overnight. You know what? President Trump put a fraud team together to look into this four years ago and it got shut down. We've known about the Dominion fraud voting machines since like 2000. Okay. We've known about manipulations of other countries' elections and the American uh, CIA being involved in that for literally decades. Okay. This is nothing new. And I'm sad that it's happening right now, right? But we can't all of a sudden just wake up and go, oh, man, this is an alarm. We got to, we, you know, we got to have this fixed immediately. It didn't get broken overnight, and it's not going to get fixed overnight. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't, I don't want to see the fix, and it doesn't mean I'm not saying we shouldn't work for it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you can't expect to clean it up all in a day. It's just not going right. to happen. The secret combinations are too above the people, Eric. Yeah, that's that's right. And it just it just makes you think like at least me, I think about how how prophecies coming to pass and there's just no way to stop this except for, you know, are you going to look back and are you going to say I was one of those who fought, you know, are you, you going to look? Yes, back I your am, life sir. And, yeah. And, and, and me, too. Uh, I am, too. I I because I just don't want to be one of those guys who who are are concerned about if I'm going to have a job, you know, because if we don't stand up right now, ain't nobody going to have a job. We're going to be under a communism in the United States of America. Yeah. And and they're literally openly pushing for a universal basic income for all of us. Hey, we'll lock you down, but don't worry. We'll give you a check. They're openly blatantly proposing that right this very second. But you want to know what the good news is though, Eric, people are starting to stand up. I've been in this for 25 plus years. Uh, in, in a public way. I've been at it longer in, in more of a private way, but 25 plus years on the radio, publicly involved in this. And I'm seeing more people stand up now in the last five years, even two years, than I ever saw before. The idea that a Burgess Owens could win, the idea that a cop like Eric Mutsos could go ahead and stand up and be counted and then organize all these people to stand up for business. Now you have a YouTube video on your website that I just watched. COVID-19 restrictions take parents away from their dying baby. Michelle Stone speaks out. You give her the venue, right? That's right. Yeah, it was a really heartbreaking story. I mean, just their, their family, they, they lost their baby. Um, but it just, it just shows, uh, the interview just shows about how this, this poor family was just being abused by the hospital with these COVID restrictions. They were more worried about her wearing a mask than about the baby's life. You know, they were only going to allow one parent in there while the baby died um, because of COVID. They were only going to, they wouldn't let her get on the helicopter for life flight because of COVID. Um, The the, the way that they were treating her, you know, and so I just said in the interview, I said, you know, because the nurse kept coming in, you need to put on the mask, you need to put on the mask. And so I said, was that before or after uh, she made the TikTok video? 
and, and I'm kidding, but at the same time, I'm not. These nurses, and I'm not saying all of them, because there's some nurses that are speaking out against this, um, but they're they're being hailed as heroes because they're in empty hospitals doing TikTok videos while people are dying, um, and it's not from COVID-19. People are, you know, I just heard of another story down here in southern Utah where the the husband, I think he's, you know, 75, he had coronavirus, and he was going downhill quick. Well, they 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 made the wife do a zoom call with him as he died they made her they made him jump on a zoom because she her te- her positive or her corona you know covid test hadn't come back positive or negative so they didn't know because if she was positive then they got to you know spend their last moments together but the test didn't come back so then she had to watch her husband die over a zoom call um it's just disgusting. This whole thing is disgusting. And, and these, these people in the hospitals, when the, when the dust settles, you know, you, the state of Utah, they're getting over a hundred billion dollars for coronavirus. New York state is getting 200. So why per capita is Utah getting a hundred billion dollars for coronavirus? Yeah, I'm going to tell you why, sir, because our politicians are especially talented and adept at raping the system to their advantage. That's why, sir. Exactly, and and thank you for answering. And and I thought I thought we had the best economy, Sam. I thought we were doing so good economically. Why are we taking a hundred billion dollars? This is this is a this is the biggest scam in world history. Because well, if we don't take the hundred billion dollars, the veneers are going to come off, buddy. Yeah, and so I I would just love to do an investigation on these hospitals. I would love to do an investigation on where this money's going with Governor Herbert, soon to be Spencer Cox. It, it needs to happen. It takes a lot of money and a lot of people to get all this done, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we're grateful for your involvement. I'll tell you that right now. EricMutzos.com. Eric, stay there. Kurt's got a couple of stories we want you to weigh in on as well if you've got a couple extra minutes. Absolutely. All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, by the way, look for Liberty Hall Venue. Because Saturday night, this Saturday night, the 5th, at 6 p.m. and 7.32, showings, nonessentialfilm.com. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. 
His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we appreciate you being alongside here on the Liberty Roundtable from the Loving Liberty Radio Network. And your favorite listening option, of course, uh, could be a radio station that's uh, got a lot of courage to carry this program. It could be some other means, but thank you for taking the time to be with us. We have uh, our guest, Eric Mutsos, is with us, and uh, Sam asked me to... uh, Send him a copy of an article that or a headline. I didn't get it sent yet, Sam, but uh, let's do that one first. Um, it says uh, uh, that uh, Sam thought you could respond to this, Eric. It says, headline, Outlaws, Defiant French Priests Break Lockdown Rules to Keep Churches Open to All. Uh, Breitbart headline, Chris Tomlinson's the author, um, and uh, they say they're rejecting the French government's Wuhan coronavirus restrictions by allowing more than 30 parishioners in their churches at one time. So, anyway, any comment? Well, every single person around the world needs to stand up. I mean, it's like, if we don't, if we don't become the light, we just will grow dark with the ways of the world, you know? So the way that I look at it is no matter what profession, um, if you're in a profession, if you're in a church, if you're in any kind of group where you meet, you have to push back. Because if you don't do it, once once the government gains uh, control, that's it. Like, I mean, look, TSA is a perfect example. After 9-11, they created that awful monster of an of a organization called TSA, and where are they? They all, all they've done is just grown bigger and bigger. And so it's just a, if these, if these groups don't stand up, if these artists don't stand up, if, if, if uh, nurses don't stand up, if police officers don't stand up, if politicians don't stand up, it's over. You know, we're, we're going to lose everything that we've, that we've been building for the last 240 years in the United States of America. Very good. The next one, uh, the headline from uh, World Net Daily says, Franklin Graham, colon, vote against demonic agenda in Georgia election. This is not just a political issue. It is a moral and biblical issue. Yeah, and and he's exactly right. I mean, it's uh, President Trump. I I hope he I, I know he knows the weight of it, but he cannot quit. Like, he cannot give up on this. If President Trump gives up, we lose it all. He needs to fight to the very end. And this is something that, in my opinion, what patriots need to fight for um, is, is this election. Because if it's, if it's allowed to be stolen now, we'll never, ever, ever get it back. I, so it the, uh, I, don't, hour. I don't deny that you could very well be right, but I pray you're wrong, sir. 
Yeah, me too. But but how? Yeah. I mean, if if Biden if if Biden's allowed this heist, how how will it ever be fair ever again? Great point. In the previous hour, uh, Sam and I talked about an article from World Net Daily. The headline was uh, Treasonous Enemies Within, Three-Star General Pushes Trump to Use Emergency Powers. Uh, subheadline calls on President to honor your oath of office to defeat the deep state coup. Um, yeah, I'll send it, Sam. Uh, but anyway, uh, in in that, I don't know if you've heard about it. This guy's uh, name is McInerney. Uh, he said in a November 29th interview, um, he says, when you coordinate six to ten states using cyber warfare to change the outcome of the election in favor of whoever you want, these are treasonous acts. Uh, these are not just fraudulent acts. These are treasonous acts because it means changing the government. And then I asked Sam, uh, you know, when you compare it, that story with the story that goes right along with it where he uh, the headline reads um, uh, the China Connection parent company of Dominion Voting Systems received 400 million from Swiss investment banks, 75% owned by the Chinese government. Um, you know, you could connect the dots and say the Chinese are basically buying our government. Well, you? the Chinese created the hardware for Dominion. People don't know that. Well, yeah, and, we're okay with that. They're our most favored nation trading partner there, gentlemen. Yeah, it's uh, it is treason, and I heard that interview with uh, General Flynn, and uh, what I can't. What did you say, Macaverney or Maca? McInerney. McInerney. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I heard that interview as well, and they're absolutely right. Uh, President Trump has got to fight back against this, and and the FBI. How corrupt are they for coming out? Uh, number one, there there's two things. Either they've got tons. Either they're waiting to finally do the arrest with, with uh, Biden, at least his son, at minimum, or they're as deep state as you get, and nobody's going to get arrested, um, which which is even scarier. Because well, the, the only FBI, people that are going to get arrested are the good guys like me and you and others, uh, Eric. They'll work out a way to arrest us. I mean, Ammon Bundy served for two years, and he was guilty of nothing. So, And the yeah, FBI well, got and, caught lying in that case through their teeth, and nobody got arrested. Uh, there's zero yeah, accountability. And yeah, and you're and you're probably right. You know, the good thing that I'm, the one thing that I'm like optimistic about is that <clears throat> if we do what we're if we do what the our conscience tells us to do, and we're um, go with the spirit, then God's going to protect us, just like He protected Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, it's the same. I thought you thing. were going to say just like you protected Abinadi, but anyway. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, yeah. Yeah, he certainly well, you know, can, he maybe, certainly can maybe... protect us, and he certainly will. What we need to realize is it's on God's timetable and God's will, though, and we need to be comfortable with that, right? Yeah, that's right. And and so you're exactly right. And maybe maybe our fate is a Benedict fate, you know, but at the same time, I'm just not going to be counted as somebody who didn't say anything and didn't do anything because liberty— Liberty is a principle of the universe. You know, God, in my opinion, Heavenly Father, he is the epitome of liberty. He He is liberty. The kingdom of heaven is liberty, and there's a spirit about it. Amen and, to that. By the way, Eric Mutzos is talking about, hey, the demonic agenda is going on. The secret combinations are above us. Franklin Graham says, vote against the demonic agenda. 
So that's no doubt what we the people need to do is stand with God and the sacred cause of liberty, stand against Satan's tyrannical plan. Uh, but U.S. newspapers, uh, these guys are treasonous too, Kurt. Well, it's a great point, Sam, and this is a WorldNet Daily piece. says U.S. newspapers got paid millions to publish Chinese propaganda. Wall Street Journal, L.A. Times received hundreds of thousands of dollars for advertising campaigns. Oh, this is a full-on, this is a an arsenal. I mean, we are at war just because there's not a whole bunch of people, you know, at least not yet, dying. You know, with gunshots, we're at war. And this is a full-on attack. And people just, you know, they're worried about taking selfies. And they don't understand that we are under attack. And it's just going to take a few few more uh, a few more moves of them to put us in a complete disarray where we don't have, you know, we're going to be in government bread lines. That's what I've been, that's what I've been saying since April. Are, are you know, are, don't you think this is a little reckless and selfish that you guys are gathering? I said, is it going to be any more reckless when we're standing in a government bread line six inches away from each other when there's civil unrest? Because that's what's next. Yeah. There's no doubt about it, but they're, you know what? They're going for this. Uh, they're going for broke on this one, uh, is what Absolutely. I see. And that's why, I don't mean to be cynical, but that's why unless enough American people stand up, we're in trouble. We are. And that's why we've got to, that's why you have to, you know, if, if it's Iron County, if I got to move to Iron County from, I live in St. George, if I got to move up to Iron County, that's where I'll go to find refuge. You know, I've been thinking like, oh, we got to, like, get some land, you know, get some start, uh, start doing some of your own personal homestead. And yeah, I'm going to Idaho. Off. Yeah, well. And I don't think I, Idaho's I, a, a whole lot more liberty-minded, per se, but at least you can get water there. Yeah, yeah, and there's places in Utah. But, the, I mean, isn't it sad that this is where our mind is going, like how we're going to hide from our own government because of how crazy they are? You know, it's just a, it's just really sad. And, and most people in Utah, you know, claim to be God-fearing people, but they put all of their faith in a in a dirty rag diaper to put over your face that doesn't even work. It's um, it's it's really I just cannot believe it. It's, we should have been the city on a hill in Utah. We should have been better than South Dakota. You know, but now it's like. Who's the best? Well, we got to go to South Dakota to live because our our uh, conservative uh, leaders in Utah have no idea what they're doing. They are so out of their lane. Um, they're wildly, wildly confused on the proper role of government. And and sadly, most I would say ninety percent of the people of Utah are right on board. I almost think that they would, Sam. I almost think that the people of Utah would vote for a king. If if you allowed them, like just put it on the ballot. Do you want a king? Well, especially uh, if they were allowed to use the media to propagandize it first and put it in their friendly perspective. Look what a king could do. A king could stop all these crazy people from just protesting, uh, from people you know acting like they believe in in you know the Trump uh, presidency or this or that or whatever else it could be, and and then make the case, and then they'd put a king up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I I wouldn't even be surprised if. If there was a on the ballot, do you want a king? <laughs> Vote yes for a king. 
<laughs> People wow. would do it. All right, People there's a teenager in Florida, though, that's bucking the trend. Kurt, final story. Well, it's nice to have a little bit of uh, good news. The headline, Florida teen repairs tattered American flags. 16-year-old Florida boy with autism has made it his life's goal to fix as many American flags as possible. His name is Matthew. His mom told WPEC that the movement of the flag would always help him calm down as a little boy. As he grew older, his love for flags became more of a hobby when he learned to sew American flags with his grandmother. He eventually had enough practice to fix tattered American flags with his own sewing machine. Instead of presents, he would always just want flags for birthdays. Now Matthew's made it his mission to hang as many American flags across Palm Beach County as he can. Uh, local businesses have supported Matthew, allowing the 16-year-old to take down their tattered flags and replace them. I keep telling him, this is his mom again, uh, I keep telling him he needs to start his business soon because I can't afford to keep buying all these parts. <laughs> When a flag is no longer able to be repurposed, Matt and his family make sure the flag is properly retired according to the U.S. flag code. Those in the Florida area who have a tattered flag in need of some tender, loving care are encouraged to visit Matthew's Flag's Facebook page to find out more information. And the link is on the story. It's called Florida Teen Repairs Tattered American Flags. And I know he's only one, ladies and gentlemen, but one becomes two, two become the few, the few become many, and then by our greater numbers do we achieve the great sacred cause of liberty. Eric, my friend, thank you so much, sir. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll have you back soon, brother. Godspeed. We'll see you Saturday. Saturday night, Liberty Hall, ladies and gentlemen, far west Utah, two showings, nonessentialfilm.com. 6 p.m., 7.30 p.m., be there. Q&A afterwards with Eric Mutzos, ladies and gentlemen. EricMutzos.com. For Sam and Kurt and Eric, we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. Please get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic of the United States of America.